Welcome to the Possibility of Today radio show. This weekly series mixes entertainment with inspiration and information to help you learn how to live in a different way and take advantage of all the possibilities of today. Do you want to find the way to your something more and live life to the fullest? Then you're in the right place. Host Sybil Shavis will guide you through an exciting journey of self-discovery and transformation so you can be entertained, be inspired, and be informed. Now here's Sybil. Can you believe that it's already almost the end of the year? I mean, actually, do you ever have the sense that life is kind of like speeding up the older you get? It's interesting, right? There's actually all these scientific theories as to why it really does feel like that to a lot of us, that as we get older, time just seems to go by quicker. And I just can't believe how quickly this year has gone. And before we know it, we're going to look up and next year is going to be here. At the beginning of this year, did you make any resolutions or have in your mind things that you wanted to accomplish like millions and millions of other people did? My New Year's resolution is... This year, my resolution? So my New Year's resolution? I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to drink less. I'm going to study more. I'm going to be more patient. I'm going to spend more time with my family. I'm going to learn how to bake. I'm going to read more. I'm going to learn to paint. Well, what's really interesting is that so many people set goals. I mean, myself definitely included. And, of course, New Year's resolutions at the beginning of the year. But only 8% of people actually accomplish in any given year what they had wanted to accomplish, according to this study by the University of Scranton. A lot of people will have these great ideas, you know, understandably, and be very inspired and motivated at the beginning of the year of all these things that they're going to accomplish. But then something comes up, they get sidetracked, they get distracted. And before they know it, they look up, the year's gone, and they haven't really accomplished all the things they wanted to accomplish for the year. But then there are other people, right, who are accomplishing what they want in any given year. And of course, it raises the question, like, what's that about? You know, why are they able to do that? And Simon Sinek, a famous author, speaker, and researcher, actually discussed the same question during his TED speech. How do you explain when others are able to achieve things that seem to defy all of the assumptions? Why is it that they seem to have something different? Well, if you fall into that huge category of people that haven't really been able to accomplish everything that they wanted to this year, know that you're clearly not alone, but it really does raise the question, right, as to why. What specifically are these people doing differently that's allowing them to continually succeed and accomplish everything they want? And I've got some information we're going to talk about today that I think is going to be helpful if you're still looking to accomplish something this year, because here's the deal. This year isn't over. I mean, by no means is it over. And it's not too late to set ourselves up to accomplish something that's really important to us in the months that are remaining or to make certain that we're doing the right things today that are going to guarantee by next year we definitely accomplish whatever it is that we wanted. And the reality is, is that there may be things that we're going to have to be willing to do a little differently, some just tweaks, little tweaks that I think we've got to sign up to make today because there really is a certain pattern to be followed. And the most successful people and companies, 
they're following it. In fact, Simon Sinek, who is the famous author and speaker that we just heard from, he said after he did his research, even he had to change the way that he was going about things based on this pattern that he found. Three and a half years ago, I made a discovery. And this discovery profoundly changed my view on how I thought the world worked, and it even profoundly changed the way in which I operate in it. As it turns out, there's a pattern. All the great and inspiring leaders and organizations in the world, whether it's Apple or Martin Luther King or the Wright brothers, they all think, act, and communicate the exact same way, and it's the complete opposite to everyone else. So what are they all doing? Well, it all comes down to knowing your why. Every single person, every single organization on the planet knows what they do, 100%. Some know how they do it. But very, very few people or organizations know why they do what they do. And by why, I don't mean to make a profit. That's a result. It's always a result. By why, I mean what's your purpose, what's your cause, what's your belief. Why does your organization exist? Why do you get out of bed in the morning? And why should anyone care? And here's the thing. All we have to do is make a simple tweak and make sure that we have in our minds very clearly what our why is. And what we think our why is today may not be exactly what it is, which is why we have to be open to taking a look at it and maybe even expanding it just so we can make certain that we are aligning with this pattern that we know leads to continual success. I mean, it's just like what Simon said he had to do when he came across his findings from his research. And that's what we're going to talk about on today's show, because we want to make sure that we have our wise very top of mind and that they are also the exact right wise for us personally, the ones that are going to set us up to continually accomplish the things that are really important to us. And if you think about the way that we usually go about accomplishing things, we usually begin with figuring out what it is we want to do, right? Like, I want to get this promotion at work. I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to write a book. I want to start a new company. I mean, whatever it is, we come up with our great idea, and then we spend a lot of time thinking about it and thinking about what we have to do, what we want for our life. But how much time do we usually spend on finding out what our why is? I mean, a lot of times we just assume that we know it. Like, oh yeah, of course this is why I'm doing this. This fits into my bigger picture and where I want to be in five years. Or I want to make enough money to be financially secure. I want to have a certain sense of accomplishment. I want to set myself up to be able to retire, etc. I mean, the list goes on and on. But the reality is, is that if we really thought through and gave ourselves enough time to reflect on our why. If we really just stepped back and looked at our bigger picture and why we thought we were here, what our ultimate purpose was, if we looked at it from that perspective and then matched it up with our whys and really just spent time thinking about it, it would probably be even something more profound than we're thinking today. And that's why I think we've got to stop today and give this some real thought because just like all of those successful people and companies, if we can also get our why very clear, it's going to give us that continual motivation and inspiration 
and to avoid the trap of procrastinating or those times when we just feel tired and challenged and don't feel like going after something day after day after day. Essentially, if we can make certain that we have fine-tuned and we know specifically our why, it's going to be the springboard that's going to set us up to accomplish all the things that we're going after or that we sit around dreaming about but maybe haven't gotten serious enough to pursue. And all we have to do is be willing to make this one little tweak and do things just a little bit differently and reverse the way that a lot of us go about doing things. And specifically what that means we're going to do is before we decide what it is that we want to accomplish, we are going to sit and really give ourselves the time and the space to think about our why. Why do we want the things that we want? What is the bigger picture? And even if we think we know today our why, we're still going to pause and just double check and make certain that we're pushing ourselves to really get this why clear in our minds and to expand it if it can be expanded. Listen to how Simon Sinek described how we can just reverse the process and set ourselves up to be successful. And it's probably the world's simplest idea. The way we think, the way we act, the way we communicate is from the outside in. It's obvious. We go from the clearest thing to the fuzziest thing. But the inspired leaders all think, act, and communicate from the inside out. And when he says the inside out, he means, like he was talking about earlier, starting with that why, which, as he's saying, is sometimes fuzzy. It's not as clear as thinking out what you want to do. You know, it requires that we ask ourselves, you know, why do I want this promotion? Why do I want to write a book? Why do I want to start this new company? How does this fit into my bigger purpose and ultimately what I want and what I see that I'm supposed to do in my life? But if we can really know our why very clearly and have it written down on a sheet of paper that we can see regularly so that we can reinforce it and make certain that it's continually top of mind, we can really use it just like all those other people are using their whys to draw on continual motivation and inspiration and to just keep your thinking elevated. Because on that rainy morning at 5 a.m., it's cold and you know you gotta just get out of bed, you wanna have that why and you want it to be so compelling and so top of mind that it literally overshadows any part of you that's trying to convince yourself that you're too tired or that you just don't feel like going to work or that you'll just take care of it tomorrow. Because the truth is, if your why is powerful enough, it's like the super glue in your life that keeps everything together. It keeps everything moving. It keeps you moving in the right direction because you know ultimately why you're doing everything you're doing. The big things, the little annoying things, the things that you just don't feel like doing, you understand how they all fit perfectly into your puzzle because you've already shaped your puzzle by deciding on your why. And let's be real, right? It's not a cakewalk to accomplish the things that are really important to us, especially the big things. I know looking back on my life now, every single time I quit something, that at one point was really important to me, 
when I decided to quit, it was because I could no longer answer why. Like, why am I doing this? It's not going to happen. It's not falling into place like it should. Like, essentially, I had no why. And because I had no why, it was easy to quit. Because I couldn't see how it ultimately was going to play into this bigger picture and my bigger why, I was like, oh, I'll just stop doing this and start doing something else. And what I've come to realize is one of the big reasons behind me continually going after my goals now is that I have my why. I have that super glue. And I'm very clear about what my bigger picture is, which is to really discover these insights and these things that we can do every day to live better. And then, of course, to share what I found with other people to really hopefully be able to help other people also live better. And I can see how everything fits into a bigger picture. And honestly, it makes it so much easier for me to keep going and to stay motivated and to stay inspired. I mean, have you noticed how sometimes it can be really hard to stay passionate about things? Like we start off, we're all passionate at first, and then something happens or time goes by and that passion can tend to fade. But the reality is, is that that is an essential ingredient to your success. I actually came across this clip from Steve Jobs and thought he explained it really well about passion and having essentially a love for what you do. Because if you don't have that, you're not going to succeed. People say you, you have to have a lot of passion for what you're doing. And it's totally true. And the reason is, uh, is because it's so hard that if you don't, any rational person would give up. It's really hard. And you have to do it over a sustained period of time. So if you don't love it, if you're not having fun doing it, you don't really love it, uh, you're going to give up. And that's what happens to most people, actually. If you really look at, 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 at the ones that uh, ended up you know, being successful, unquote, in the eyes of society and the ones that didn't, oftentimes it, it's the ones that are successful loved what they did so they could persevere when, you know, when it got really tough. And, and the ones that, that didn't love it quit. And this is what I've learned. When you've taken the time to really settle into your why and you understand the bigger picture, everything that you do that dials into that bigger picture you love because you love your why so much, you're continually able to see how all of the pieces work together and then essentially you're able to tap into the love that you have for the why to create that passion and that inspiration that you need to continually go day after day toward what you want. And I know that we always hear, right, that we have to have passion and love for whatever it is that we do. And it's a really common piece of advice. I can remember hearing that over and over again myself. And even looking back on my career, there were times where I genuinely felt that I loved the things that I was doing and was passionate about them. And honestly, in some instances, I was. It's just that for me, the time came where I realized deep down that something was just a little off. And it wasn't until I stopped and did a little check-in with myself and really started thinking through my whys and making certain that I had settled on the right whys that I realized I was going to have to change things up because when it came to my career and what I was doing, I just felt like there was something missing. I mean, have you ever felt 
like there was just something more that you were meant to accomplish or to do. And you're not actually able to kind of put your finger on it, but you just know there's just other possibilities out there for you. Well, that was how I felt. Actually, as an interesting aside, I came across this study that AdAge published, and it showed that 75% of people feel like they're not living up to their creative potential, or that there are just these other possibilities for them that they're not currently doing. So I realized that I wasn't the only one that had that feeling. And another thing I realized was that that feeling really was caused because I didn't know my why, or I thought I knew my why, and it was something much different. So after the break, we are going to discuss how we can make certain that we really do know our whys, and also, of course, that they are the right whys, the ones that are going to keep us continually inspired and motivated and not have that feeling like there are more possibilities out there we should be pursuing or that something's off. And we're also going to continue this discussion about the pattern that the most successful companies and people are following. Welcome back. You're listening to The Possibility of Today on webtalkradio.net. And we've been talking all about the importance of following this pattern of the most successful companies and people who have really continually accomplished things. And the pattern being that they are going from the inside out, meaning first they're starting with your why, and then they're figuring out their what's. You know, they're letting their bigger purpose essentially guide and direct them to all of the things that they want to do and accomplish. And as Simon explained, you know, the bigger why can't just be about I need a paycheck or I want to hit certain financial goals. We really want it to be about something much bigger than that because honestly it is. Now, of course, there's absolutely nothing wrong, right, with hitting our financial goals and Again, it can be one of our whys. It's just that there really is so much, much more, and you don't want to ever overlook that, right? Like we want to really land on that big why because we know it's going to bring everything else into perspective, and it's also going to be this continual resource for us to tap into that's going to motivate us and inspire us. And that's why I have started calling it, in my mind, a big why. And I came across this amazing example of exactly how your big why really can and should be your guiding principle or your North Star, because inevitably it's just going to set you up for success after success. And the story I came across was actually the one of Tony Shea. And as you may already know, if you've heard of Tony Shea, he's the CEO of Zappos. And Zappos, of course, is this huge online shoe store and amazingly successful. In fact, in 2009, because Zappos was so successful, Amazon purchased them for like $1.2 billion. But here's what's really interesting about the story. When Tony Shea was building and growing Zappos, he wasn't on a mission to create the largest and most profitable shoe company in the world. Tony Shea has explained that one of the main reasons he even came on board to help create Zappos 
was because it was aligned with the way to express his big why. And as Tony Shea has also explained, his big why is to deliver happiness. And Tony Shea bet on his big why in a major way because his philosophy when he was in the early stages of creating Zappos was that if he could deliver happiness to the customers and also to the Zappos employees, then Zappos would definitely, by result, be this amazingly successful company. And of course, Tony Shea's instincts were 100% correct. And his decision to follow his big why and start with the inner and then just let the outer follow paid off big time. This is a clip from ABC's 2020, where Tony Shea was interviewed. Tony Shea, the entrepreneur and mastermind behind Zappos, the online shoe company. His revolutionary way of running a business has made Zappos into a $1.2 billion powerhouse. And he got there with the guiding principle. Great things will happen if you make employees happy. It's like a playground. I mean, there are balloons, there are whistles. Does that help business? We think it's important for employees to have fun. And that drives employee engagement. Companies with strong cultures tend to outperform the ones that don't have strong cultures. But of course, creating this amazingly successful shoe company, Zappos, is not where Tony's success story ends. And he's continuing to extend his big why to deliver happiness. As you may have heard recently, because it's been in the news, Tony's actually relocating Zappos headquarters to downtown Las Vegas, along with 1,500 employees, because now one of his new goals is to deliver happiness to the community of Las Vegas, and he has committed to help revitalize the downtown area. And in addition to relocating headquarters of Zappos to downtown Vegas and bringing in 1,500 employees to that area, Tony has also invested his own money into this revitalization project in downtown Las Vegas. Listen to this clip from Yahoo News that includes an interview with one of Tony Shea's partners and also Tony Shea. Downtown Las Vegas, a two and a quarter square mile stretch of vagrants, boarded up storefronts, seedy motels, check cashing stores, empty lots, and bail bond offices. A place few tourists see when they're in town. CEO Tony Shea has turned this into a billion dollar business based on a philosophy of delivering happiness, not just for customers, but for employees too. Now he's trying to bring this ethos to his latest startup, not a company, but downtown Las Vegas. Michael Cornthwaite, Shea's friend, business partner, and owner of the bar Downtown Cocktail, says the risks Shea is taking will pay off in the long run. He wants to have an impact, and he wants to create something that could possibly be duplicated in other cities around the world. And the idea being, you know, a better world. If we can do it in downtown Vegas, the place probably typically voted as least likely to succeed and make downtown Vegas a place of learning, of inspiration, of entrepreneurial energy, uh, and, and so on, then really there's no excuse for any other city. And I just thought that story was such a great example of exactly how the big why really is supposed to work for us. And honestly, it's easy to overlook 
how important it is to have this big why. I mean, people do it all the time. In fact, think about how many more people ask you what you do or what you're currently working on versus the times people have ever asked you why. You know, why is that the goal you've chosen or how does that fit into your bigger picture and how you see yourself? You know, why are you motivated to go after that? I mean, it's just much more rare that people are asking us those questions. But the reality is, is that these are all the questions that we want to make certain that we know. And our big why is always going to either be the answer or point us to the answer. That's not to underestimate that it really can be somewhat challenging to know exactly what your big why is. And it's definitely an answer that I've learned evolves and changes and grows as we grow and have more life experiences and learn more about ourselves and learn, you know, what we feel that we can offer and benefit other people. But regardless of the fact that it may evolve and change, like it may be something completely different five years from now than it is today. The point is that today we want to know what our big why is so that we can line things up against it. And then if it evolves and changes, then we just line up more and more things we want to accomplish. Because if we don't settle on whatever it is that we know at this point in time is our big why, if we kind of just let it hang out there, it's easy to fall in the trap of just kind of wandering around life and trying to figure out, okay, this is what I should be doing or this is what I should be doing. But your big why is like your compass and it points you in the right direction. It's really why we want to spend time and settle into what we feel our bigger why is because without knowing it, it just makes it so much harder on ourselves, if not impossible to succeed. And a great example of this is actually Samuel Pierpoint Langley. And you probably have never even heard that name but he was also, at the same time the Wright brothers were trying to build the first successful airplane, he was trying to do the same thing. And what's really interesting is what Simon Sinek shared about Langley. And the reason why he says that he was unsuccessful was because he didn't have a big why. Samuel Pierpont Langley had what we assume to be the recipe for success. Samuel Pierpont Langley was given $50,000 by the War Department to figure out this flying machine. Money was no problem. He held a seat at Harvard and worked at the Smithsonian and was extremely well-connected. He knew all the big minds of the day. He hired the best minds money could find, and the market conditions were fantastic. The New York Times followed him around everywhere, and everyone was rooting for Langley. And how come we've never heard of Samuel Pierpont Langley? And then in the same TED speech, Simon Sinek went on to explain how the Wright brothers didn't have any of the things going for them that Langley had, but the one thing that they did have, of course, was a big why. A few hundred miles away in Dayton, Ohio, Orville and Wilbur Wright, they had none of what we consider to be the recipe for success. They had no money. They paid for their dream with the proceeds from their bicycle shop. Not a single person on the Wright brothers' team had a college education not even Orville or Wilbur. And the New York Times followed them around nowhere. The difference was Orville and Wilbur were driven by a cause, by a purpose, by a belief. They believed that if they could figure out this flying machine, 
It'll change the course of the world. Samuel Pierpont Langley was different. He wanted to be rich, and he wanted to be famous. He was in pursuit of the result. He was in pursuit of the riches. And lo and behold, look what happened. Actually, on December 17, 1903, the Wright brothers took flight. And listen to what Simon Sinek explained happened next. And further proof that Langley was motivated by the wrong thing, the day the Wright brothers took flight, he quit. He could have said, that's an amazing discovery, guys, and I will improve upon your technology. But he didn't. He wasn't first. He didn't get rich. He didn't get famous. So he quit. And I just thought that was such an interesting story that Simon Sinek shared. And it really just drives home the point, right, on why we want to make certain that we are very connected and know what our big why is. Because it really does set us up for success. And figuring out our big whys, of course, may take some time, like we were talking about earlier. And it's something that may change and also evolve. But for me, what I realized the key is, is to really make certain that you have created the time and you've given yourself the space to find your big why. And, you know, obviously it may be easier to find your other whys, but you're really going to want to spend time identifying and finding your big why, your bigger purpose. And what you're going to want to do is today to take 30 minutes and really give yourself the space and the time to think about all of your whys. When you're starting off, you know, obviously you can include all of your whys, but just know that you're leaning in the direction of really finding that bigger why. And so you give yourself this 30 minutes today and really try to start giving it some thought and reflection. Even if you think you know what it is right now, you want to go through this exercise for two reasons. The first is that it's something that really can expand and evolve. And the second is you just want to make certain that whatever you've settled on really is your big why. And some great questions that I definitely asked myself were, what do you think your purpose is here? Like, why are you here? What do you think you have been meant to do and why? What can you offer that is going to benefit and help other people? And you'll be amazed at how these questions will help you kind of get the wheels of thought going that are going to point you in the direction of either confirming or finding out your big why. It's like everything just starts flowing. So that's what you do today. You just take 30 minutes. And then for the next two days, you just repeat this exercise for 30 minutes on each day. And then you're going to want to write down at the end all of the things that have come to mind. And again, it's likely or definitely possible that your big why is going to continually expand or grow and change. So you don't have to feel like you're deciding something that's just set in stone for your life forever and ever. But it is really important that we know what our why is, our big why, and that we have it written down because it really just helps clarify everything in our mind and informs everything that we want to do and accomplish. And anytime we're feeling challenged or just like we're tired or worn down or we need a little bit of inspiration, we have this piece of paper that we can easily refer to and remind ourselves quickly of our why and keep it very top of mind. And another 
really interesting example that Simon Sinek shared during this TED speech of somebody who had a really big why, and it just really drives the point home of why it's so important to have a big why, was Martin Luther King Jr. And in fact, his why was so huge that it ignited other people's big whys in terms of the role that they also had to play. Listen to what Simon Sinek shared. In the summer of 1963, 250,000 people showed up on the mall in Washington to hear Dr. King speak. They sent out no invitations, and there was no website to check the date. How do you do that? He went around and told people what he believed. I believe, I believe, I believe, he told people. Dr. King believed that there are two types of laws in this world, those that are made by a higher authority, authority and those that are made by man. And not until all the laws that are made by man are consistent with the laws that are made by the higher authority will we live in a just world. It just so happens that the civil rights movement was the perfect thing to help him bring his cause to life. And people who believed what he believed took his cause and they made it their own, and they told people. It's what they believed. And it wasn't about black versus white. 25% of the audience was white. And some of those people uh, created structures to get the word out to even more people. And lo and behold, 250,000 people showed up on the right day, on the right time, to hear him speak. They showed up for themselves. It's what they believed about America that got them to travel on a bus for eight hours to stand in the sun in Washington. And it's those who start with why that have the ability to inspire those around them or find others who inspire them. I thought that was a really interesting perspective, and it really just drives the point home of the power of having a big why. And today is the day to really take the time and the space that you need to find your big why because you realize how instrumental of a role it plays in our life. And, you know, to take the time to take 30 minutes today and then to take 30 minutes just for the next two days to sit and to reflect and to make certain that your bigger why is powerful and is compelling and is everything that it's meant to be. So that is the show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. Have a great week. We'll catch up next time and live today better than yesterday. To learn more about making a change in your life, visit possibilityoftoday.com. Don't forget to like Sybil's Facebook page by clicking the Facebook icon on her Web Talk Radio profile page. You can also follow her on Twitter using the handle at Sybil Shavis. Thanks for listening this week, and remember to be entertained, be inspired, be informed. Oh, 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 o